Dr. Airsoft's here. He's done a number of online blogs about uh, iPro safety gear. Airsoftmedicine.com. So, yeah, give him a round of applause. Yeah! Who's missing their kill uh, card? Hey, this is Master Sergeant Mad Max Mullen. I want to encourage you all, and matter of fact, I'm going to give you an order to listen to Airsoft Medicine for the latest reviews on safety and equipment, because one of the um, premier things is safety, whether it's on a real field of battle or in the airsoft world. So that's an order, Airsoft Medicine. This is Mad Max, Ranger out. This is Adam from Take Aim. Be sure to check out Airsoft all Dignabit, man. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Right Screw <laughs> you. All right. Take Aim Magazine. Take Aim Magazine. Okay. This is Adam from Take Aim Magazine. Be sure to check out the Airsoft Medicine Podcast. Summertime and the living is easy. He's Dr. Airsoft. Thank you. This is Dr. Airsoft and Range Master Larry. If you could introduce yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And this is Airsoft Medicine for July 2013. It is the show you want to listen to for your information about airsoft safety and everything else. And, and some things that probably don't have a darn thing to do with airsoft. We just go where the wind takes us. Life advice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, delve maybe into the politics or uh, what were we talking about just before we went live here? Or, or I mean, we, we, we hotted up the, the mic. The idea for a video for... Uh, oh, yeah. That was tasteless. Uh, let's not... Uh, we won't divulge. And, and remember why it was tasteless. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, this just... I don't know. Never mind. Okay, let's tell people how they can get a hold of us. They can get a hold of us through email. That would be mark at airsoftmedicine.com. Or Larry at airsoftmedicine.com. And somebody did it. Somebody did, yeah. Our friend. Our friend who gave us a topic for a previous podcast. And I don't know why we didn't just jump all over it the first time. I Yeah, I think we just had so much stuff. Maybe he did it back closer to SHOT Show when we have so much more stuff yeah. coming through. And Well, it's time to do it, Omega. Omega, this is yours. Omega is the kernel that starts another Airsoft Medicine podcast. Yep. So if you like us, uh, you can find stuff out about us on Facebook. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or other aggregators. You can also watch some of our YouTubes on the Airsoft Medicine YouTube. I guess I should tell them how to find it on Facebook. It's, it's actually called Dr. Airsoft on Facebook. And then uh, when you're on the iTunes there, give us a rating, please. Thank you. We appreciate the ratings. Thank you for the nice things you guys have been saying about us. They've been saying nice things? Yeah. Yeah, they like us. Gosh, nobody tells me these things. Yeah. See, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a technical um, dinosaur. Well, you have... You, uh, I'm a technosaur. You have, you have a sore on your what? <laughs> no. Yeah, speaking of sore... Oh. Remember, remember this? The famous wart? Yeah. Yeah. That is quite w- something to I look at. I went with the nuclear option. And? The elbow wart. Oh, just sliced it out, baby. Oh, you went for all... Who did it? Um, a, a local MD here. Not the one we talked about earlier. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's, I've it's only had the stitches and... out for a week. Okay. Oh, little... Wow. You went all the way. Yeah. Kind of a Frankenstein elbow, but hey. We, we could have was... kept freezing. You know that the rascal kept growing back. <laughs> kept growing back faster than you could freeze it. Was it. Like, it was like fertilizing it. And, and for those who don't know about the uh, freezing of it, they have to go back quite a few episodes to hear when we did that. Yeah, we, we actually did it live long, once long or ago. twice, maybe. We, I think we did do it twice. Yeah. So you got a, a copy of the uh, email? Uh, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking about Omegos. Omega. Yes. Should I just read it? Uh, and then, that was Omegos possessive. And then, yes. Okay. 
Yeah, because there's only yeah, one. Please, go ahead. It's not plural. There's, it's not like there is but one. There is no other. Okay, let's go. This is what Omega writes to us. Omega from Waterville, Maine. I originally posted the comment below on the Dr. Airsoft Facebook page back in December, but haven't yet heard it discussed on your podcast. Okay, December, that's why. Mm-hmm. We were busy with SHOT Show. Yep. Please consider it for an upcoming show if you have time. We have time. Since March. You're oh, doing okay, math, so this would you? be the last March, yeah. not the March before December. Right, right, so right. Apparently, he's updated it. Yeah, so la- four months ago. Since March, I've been volunteering. Volunteer managing. Volunteer managing. Harris a Field. Yes. Harris, Harris Field at Dayton. And I always hear about Harris Field because their events are always announced on CQB Radio. Okay. Harrisfield.com. Oh, so if people can find it. We set up a basic 200-foot airsoft firing range and would like to improve it based on our input? Yeah. I think he meant your input. Okay. But when I read it, I read our because that's you what did. it's printed here. Well, you're like You're like Ron Burgundy. You'll just read whatever's in front of you. <laughs> It's just whatever. There's another run. Hey, San Diego, just go boop yourself. (laughs) Anyway, stay classy. We would never do that. Hi, Dr. Airsoft and Rangemaster Larry. Please consider discussing what airsoft field managers can do to set up and operate safe outdoor airsoft firing ranges. Perhaps we could use some ideas from the world of real steel. Here are some questions. One. Where should the firing range be located in relation to the airsoft field safe zone and the entrance to the live fire zone? You know, you're using your golf announcer voice, like kind of soft, you know. Actually, I don't want to disturb the putt. It's the uh, Brandishire egg voice. And I'll, I'll tell you about that after. Oh, the show. boy. It's okay. a long Okay, well, that's a yeah. long story. I really get into it when I talk about it. All right, so the airsoft field safe zone in India. Um, you know, I, I go with convenience. Go with someplace you've got maybe either good backstop to shoot into. But by all means, I would say shoot uh, away from the direction of the field of play, if that is at all practical possible, and situate it in a place where the field of play wouldn't be shooting toward you. You know, those Okay, so the, you're talking uh, about. A, a place that you could be using while yeah people are playing yeah why not yeah i was thinking in terms of something you would do like um on the way to it before or after or or maybe exclusively you know um people and and, and sometimes people's guns go down yeah in the middle of play and they won't need to go out fix them okay. and then adjust them all right so that makes sense so to have a place to, shooting yeah. into the field sure i like the idea of having it between your regular staging area mm-hmm. and the field so it's like on the way you can go to it uh, kind of off to the side. Yeah. It's not like you have to actually be on the field, but right. be w- where people stand. You walk right like behind them to get to the field of play. Yeah, make it convenient for, for yeah. both. So that you can come off the field, adjust your gun, go back on the field of play. Or the other way around, you can be in the staging area, go adjust your sights without actually entering the field. Adjust your hop up, adjust your sights, yeah. whatever. So you yeah. have a place. Yeah. And, yeah and so and having- I, I'm thinking in particular of different places i've played and well, the look at drake's well that's the closest to it it's drake's field yeah to to what we're describing here it's not exactly the same as what we're saying it's i i'd prefer for the target area to be a little a little farther away further from staging. yeah yeah and pointed a little more in the other direction yeah well one one section of it is yeah yeah kind of like that yeah but but there you go yeah Some, something like that but to have a definite demarcation between staging area and now, his, his, his second question has to do with uh, where do you recommend the chrono station be set within the firing range, or shall we keep it separate? I, I don't have a problem with having I think they chrono. go together very nicely. Yeah, I do. Because too. you need 
a place to shoot anyway with the uh, yeah. with your chrono. Yeah, and, so you and might just, have it be just downrange of the firing range. Well, or or have it you know one lane dedicated just to the chrono. Oh yeah, away from all of the yeah. the folks who are using the range. Totally makes sense. Yeah, and, and I I just want to say here I'm I'm gonna I it probably comes up later on in it, but I want to say this is a needed thing at airsoft fields. You know, I think of it when we play at a place that doesn't have it, mm-hmm. it's really missing. I don't have somewhere that I can go and I can sight in my sights yeah. without wasting all my BBs that I have for the game I'm in. Mm-hmm. And then you're not supposed to fire it or even have your magazine in when you're in the staging area, but yet you got to work on your gun. You got to fire it when you're working on it sometimes or to, after you're done working on it anyways, you have to, to see that it works the way you want it to. Perhaps our man Omega is a visionary. Omega's a visionary, and, and we need him. We need his ideas, mm-hmm. not only for show topics, but also for, <laughs> for the game of airsoft. Okay. So, so then he asks, what's the ideal length of an airsoft firing range? 200 feet, 300 feet, more? Well, okay, 200 feet, I, I think, is a minimum because people want to be able to sight their guns at their maximum range. Well, I'm also thinking of the folks with the sidearms. So... So you, you need to have, have shorter targets yeah. within that 200 foot length. But for your, right. for your basic, um, I'd say something that c- could accommodate anything from sidearms to snipers. Yeah, yeah. So for your basic AG, you want it to be 200 feet for those people who really have something good, mm-hmm. and then you want the sniper guys to be able to do it. So you'd want it further than that. I'm not sure how much further, because yeah. that's debatable what what people can actually get. Yeah, and then then and then have the target set up in a more or less permanent fashion yeah 20, because unlike 20 a, feet 50 yeah. feet 80 yeah. feet 100 feet yeah unlike at a real steel range where the targets will probably be destroyed eventually you know, depending on what you're using it's yeah paper or if whatever, we use torn metal out. yeah you don't ever have to change them well that's that's one of his questions he says uh, i think well, oh, we sorry, around a little bit. well that's not a, not a problem he says um let's see where is it uh oh it's actually number six now he says what are, uh, what are your recommendations for making weatherproof targets that are suitable for airsoft and, well, okay, thinking back to Drake's Field, they use uh, little PVC pipes dangling down, kind of like your grandmother's wind chimes, you know, those little... If they were PVC, yeah. Yeah, if they were PVC instead of bamboo or metal or whatever they are. Well, wait a minute. Why not just take grandmother's wind chimes? Oh, She, there you she go. can't hear them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take them, dangle them out there on the field. That You'll get the... You, you can't destroy them. They'll, they'll ping, ping, ping when you hit them because you know you've Sounds got good. them. Yeah, or something like that, or uh, metal plates, something reactive, perhaps. Um, now, metal plates for real steel are nice and thick, and they make this wonderful gong-like sound. But y- you know, you don't need anything quite that heavy for airsoft. Something on the order of maybe some like sheet metal that's been mounted on a that'd be a, totally adequate. Yeah, that that maybe you, it will maybe either spin when you hit it, or it doesn't even have to spin. Those are the ones you want to put farther down range. Okay. You know, and you could maybe, uh, I don't know, what, 16, 18 inches in width. Okay. You know, more depending on skill levels, but set those farther down and you'll hear them and they're pretty much weatherproof. The water's not going to hurt that. Okay. Yeah. So you'll hear the ping and then in closer, you could go with your little PVC type, um, you know, pipes or reactive targets. Cans hanging from a string. Exactly. That's on a, on a basic frame. Sure. Uh, not not the aluminum cans, but the good old, yeah, real you know, can. Campbell's. Can of beans. Yeah. Soup. Bean cans or soup cans. And they whatever. can even be used. They don't have to have the beans and the soup in them. 
No, no, yeah. You can go ahead and eat the soup first and then hang the can later. It's a dual-use uh, product. Or if you bring it to a game, you could have it for lunch. And then hang the target. And you, there you go. Yeah, I think we got something here. Mm-hmm. You know, Vienna sausage cans have that little pull ring on them. And you could just hang uh-huh. it by the pull ring. Shoot the sausages. I, I, won't go in. I won't pursue that too much, though, because I can't really picture it. Oh, okay. You're not talking about the key that goes around the No, 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 not those old things. It's a, no, it's a pull ring, just like on you know the old soda cans. But when they used to have pole, yeah, I'm showing my age. <laughs> the pole ring. Like I, on a no, smoke I, grenade. I remember the pole tabs that, yeah, you, yeah. that you would stick back in the can. Yeah. <laughs> and then swallow. And then there's always a story about somebody that swallowed it and died. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Uh, you jumped ahead of something. I did. I, I Well, number four. because we were talking about reactive targets or the types of targets, and it just felt natural to, to talk about. Now, he asked about spacing. What's the ideal spacing between, you know, say, shooting lanes? Now, <clears throat> one consideration in the world of real steel is there's two things, really. Noise, you know, because there's always some mope that shows up next to you with that, that big 50 caliber. <laughs> yes, and, you yes, know, I've shot next you, to him up at you, the range. What the hell is that? <laughs> you can feel the shot. The, the, yeah, through it, the yeah. cement floor, you're feeling, <laughs> oh, feel it. I hate that. Um, but probably the bigger consideration is flying brass. Mm-hmm. You know, when I run ranges, I tell people, you know, button up, hey, ladies, please button up that top button, much yeah. as I would like to tell you otherwise, button up that right. top button because, yeah. you know, you're going to get a three-point play right down Broadway yeah. there and it's going to burn. <laughs> it, yeah. it, and, and I've seen that happen. So and, we don't have those considerations with Airsoft. Right. So we could have spacing closer together than any real steel range. So I'm thinking a generous spacing between would be four feet. Can we stack them? Well, you know what? I it, it that's like, that's a safer thing to do than a, you know. I, I don't know, but you know, four feet apart, or if you really pinch for space, I, I say three feet. If you look at cheerleader you know, pyramid, what, four yeah, four feet apart is a little more than arm's length. That's plenty. Yeah, yeah, I think that's so. That, that's that's, that's not a problem. And then and then uh, you're fine. But uh, you can make lanes, or you can just leave it open so more people come and squeeze more in. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's what you're comfortable and and. That, that and that's going to be part of he asked a, a question about etiquette um you know most most real steel ranges the lanes are marked out and you, you stay in your lane but i think here you just it, consider who's to the left and to the right of you if you're comfortable with them and they with you go ahead and squeeze on in there maybe but you yeah. know don't respect people's space yeah but overall, we, we really don't have to have quite the same, like you pointed out, we don't have to have quite the same rules as real steel. I, I, I think that's a place to start, a starting point, mm-hmm. but we can fudge it. Yeah. You know, we, don't, we don't have to have, well, because it's not throwing brass and it's not that loud. Yeah. Now, he asked about what's a good, safe backstop material, inexpensive and safe backstop material. Well, dirt's inexpensive. Well, dirt's inexpensive. You know, it's where we get the expression, right? Cheaper than dirt, but... You know, actually, it's a lot of work to build up a big dirt berm. It may not be the most if, practical thing. In the if, world. if you don't have a place that you can look at and kind of have these things naturally, right, work out. If yeah, you have that you, naturally, you have to get the tractor out and yeah, push Great. it up. And, but I, I hearken back to the old Boy Scout days with of the indoor BB gun range in the basement. You know, friends would have something like this. You could build a backstop using heavy canvas that was. Imagine you're hanging a curtain you know, across a back wall. It's made out of heavy, super heavy, like tent canvas. Back when tents were made out of canvas. 
But then you you you're, take you're losing our audience, you're right? You take the you take the bottom edge of that and raise it up toward you. So it's kind of like forming the letter J at the bottom. Well, that'll and, it, and it's hanging loosely. You're not stretching it taut. So you can collect all the BBs. Uh huh. So what happens? Sell them to kids in front of Walmart, right? The BBs <laughs> the BBs will hit hit the canvas, roll down into that little trough, and if you want to. You know, put a slight angle on the trough. You could put a bucket under that, and Rascal will catch all of your empty BBs. And like you said, you could you could rebottle those BBs in a water bottle and sell them as you know something out in front of Walmart. Discreet force BBs <laughs> <laughs> With, just don't put the Doctor Airsoft logo on them. That's all I. That's all we ask. <laughs> Why do these BBs have one side that's green? What? There's all different colors in here. <laughs> different sizes, too. <laughs> and weights and everything. What's a copper BB in here for? Yeah, well, see, if it'll... And, and this was very effective. It would stop a copper BB. You know, one so seven good. Yeah, so it'll stop this. You know, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What? <laughs> Come on, don't tell me you don't follow that one. Am I too young? Dodgeball. Oh, okay. You can dodge a wrench. Yeah, when the when the trainer was teaching him how to. Oh, never mind. Oh, the movie. <laughs> the movie. I, I thought you were talking about something when we grew up in school. <laughs> no. Did Mister Green throw a wrench? <laughs> no. Okay, where are we or, at? Or Bill Miller or <laughs> Flake? Somebody. Uh, we're at number five, six. What are your recommendations for making weatherproof targets? Oh, we that did are suitable that. One. We skipped ahead. Perhaps dark colored targets would work well to contrast the white BBs so it's easier to see when they hit. Or maybe a noisy metal target could be used to oh. create an audible plinking. Okay, yeah, we talked so about all those. You weren't paying except, attention when we no, covered that. <laughs> I paid enough attention to know that we didn't touch on the color. Oh, the color contrast? Color. Now, up at Drake's Field, they've got the blue and the red and yellow. The white cans, yeah. yellow. Um, so the, obviously the white doesn't work real well for white BBs. But the other colors work just as well as, as black for. Well, that's assuming your eyesight is good enough to follow the track of a white BB against your target. Yeah, you know. And then for those guys that are shooting the black BBs, well, I I, wanted to see your BBs while you're shooting black. Right. Yeah, I I prefer the audio, audio or the uh, the visual reaction to it. But anyway, okay. Well, as you take this one, how about safety rules? What's the first safety rule you think? First one. Yeah finger off the trigger oh well there's that but you know there's there's the, the thing oh we're oh we're hard. talking airsoft yeah ipro well you, you do that in real steel too you got ipro uh, okay i and air pro. i'm glad you brought that up yeah. i don't know if it's on the list but yeah ipro for the range i consider different from ipro in the game right you don't you need a full seal have to have the full seal of course that would be better but really it's adequate to wear your ess or your edge tactical or Oakley's Oakley's or, or whatever yeah 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 you're good to go that's yeah that's fine or, or any you know in effect you probably gun. don't for airsoft uh shooting at a target you probably don't need ballistic level of protection but nah no so yeah obviously i pro cool. but but you touched on one um you know trigger um the mantra is uh on target on trigger off target off trigger and donner and blitzen so in other words, don't touch the trigger until you're ready to go. Yeah. Um, maintain muzzle awareness. Your muzzle should be pointed at the ground or downrange at all times. 
he and then I assume that on this range they're uh, they're all on the same line. That's that's fairly critical. You don't want you know some people standing uh, ten feet behind someone else, right? You know, I'm up at the at the outer. Yeah, everybody at the, the same line. Yeah, everybody at the, along the same line have targets at different places. Yes, all the shooters yeah. at the same place. You will have. Uh, you don't break the 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 180 degree plane of where you're standing with your muzzle. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's see. There there may be. Now, I guess I guess part of this would be to answer his question: Is this a self-directed range, or is this a training session? You know, in real steel, yeah, there's a you want people all holstered at the same time, unholstering at the same time. You're you're trying to keep everybody by the numbers if it's a training type session. But if you're just stepping up to the range, if you follow those basic rules, you know, maintain muzzle awareness, finger off the trigger until you're ready to shoot. Um, you know, obviously wear your eye protection, you should be okay, which maybe brings us to his next question, which ties into his uh, his number nine question. Oh, wait, we're not done with seven. Well, we kind of are. Okay, I'll um, come back to some of it. Well, do, you, do, you, do, you, do you have more to add vis-a-vis seven? I was going to go over each part of it. Okay, go ahead. But w- you want to now? Uh, yeah. What, okay. Was it, was there? Uh, he brings up, okay, I probably talked about barrel blockers. Barrel blockers, that's a subject that is being touched on by the ASTM mm-hmm. as part of their uh, standard for the uh, talk that a paint, or not paintball, airsoft field would give to players and also as for the rules of a field, their suggestions for a standard. They're actually going to, in upcoming talks, the ASTM is going to touch on what are the requirements for the barrel blocker or some kind of a blocking device that would keep a BB from coming out. We don't know what it's going to be yet because they haven't started talking about it, but that's something that's coming up. What's the next one on it? Well, at, at the in, in fact, the, at Harris Field, according to the website, barrel blockers are strongly encouraged, though not required. So they're, so they're, they're probably mostly having the condom type. Yes. It goes around the they, outside yes, of the barrel. Yes, Because there aren't a whole lot available um, in it. Now, he does mention mags and wells, which I'm glad he did. Um, yeah. It's probably a good idea. Leave your mag out of the well, out of the mag yeah, well, until you're, you're on the line. Yeah. Until you're on the line. And then then you, when you're done, mag out, clear your weapon, safety on, step off the line. And the airsoft version of clear your weapon is at least two semi-auto, not full auto, semi-auto. And that accomplishes a couple of things. First of all, it makes sure that there's no more BBs trying to find their way into the chamber and out. You, you clear that Especially a lot of times when you'll take out the magazine and there's still BBs in there, there's some uh, hop-ups that will hold them in there. Yeah. And then the other thing is it uh, decompresses the spring all the way, whereas if you stop in full auto, sometimes the gearbox will be a mid-cycle and you'll leave your spring compressed, and that can take away a lot of your energy. Yeah, and on your on your sidearms, the, the magazine is also the gas uh, reservoir. So simply removing the... Uh the magazine yeah, also takes away the ability to, yeah, but, but, still, clear, but still clear your, yeah. go ahead and clear your, uh, rack the slide a couple times yeah. and clear it. And I, I've heard people who work on the mech boxes actually speak of having a, uh, a gun in the shop and it just going off wow. with, with a compressed spring, just oh, you know, reaching that level of that and, and just sitting there, you know, for a week. And then all of a sudden it shoots. And if there's wow. a BB in the chamber, it's going off. Okay, so let's let's tie this into his his number nine question though, because he asks about uh, should each airsoft firing range have a range master, and if so, what exactly are this person's duties? 
Um, you have certainly you would have somebody there to oversee the general safety of of the the range. You know, make sure everybody may, may have your rules posted. Make sure everybody that you're not familiar with knows those rules. I mean, you're you're going to get your regulars. You're going to know who's who's squared away and who's not. Or just if you're not familiar with them, you know, don't be afraid to take them aside and kind of run run the rules over or hand it to them, make them read it, whatever. Since he's not running a range like say at a real steel range where they have ceasefire periods for this for the express purpose of setting up new targets and have everybody step away from their weapons and you know lock them down or whatever you probably don't have to worry about that but consider that every person on that line is a safety officer and if they happen to see an unsafe condition don't be afraid to call it out i mean you can do it politely yeah and the person say, next to you, hey, hey dude yeah <laughs> Come on, man! You just flag me with your muzzle. Exactly that, and everybody else. Yeah, and yeah, I think so. we're getting better in airsoft about that. Yeah, and more comfortable yeah. with it, and it's there's more of an awareness of it, maybe thanks to our show. But 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 some of the etiquette um, don't hog the lane. There might be people waiting, so um, shoot your target only. You know, if you, now that's a little more important. Real steel, if you got paper targets, some people think it's funny to you know shoot the lane adjacent to them. Oh, and, I, and I don't like the idea of doing that with uh, real steel. That yeah. makes me a well, little it's, it, uncomfortable. It's, it's a bad angle. Plus, you know, um, you know, I want to know that the holes in the target are mine. If I see a flyer on there, I want to go, "What the heck happened?" You know, it wasn't the 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 dude next to me. Um, mind the range officer. Oh yeah, you know whatever they say goes. I mean, that's just that's the way it and. And less important. In, what about that in, one that t- told me to take my pants off? What? No. Okay. If they ask you to do that, that's probably not a range officer. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he had a badge. It's, no, it's a guy we call Uncle Ted. <laughs> anyway, clean up after yourself. But uh, you know, there's no brass to pick up in airsoft. Well, maybe so. your. Um, but yeah. Bottle your BBs were in, or yeah, yeah. Just don't leave your junk for somebody else. Your mom doesn't work there. Yeah. Okay, and the final. Um, that was. Um, that was the etiquette a- a- action. So I think we've covered all of his points, have we not? More or less? I think so. Yeah. Now, you had something uh, you wanted to do in the roughly couple minutes we've got left. It it was to touch on... Okay, th- this was an experience. So, uh, by the way, thank you, Omega, for those that thank you, Omega. set of questions. And congratulations for being the source of our uh, show again. <laughs> the, uh, the experience I had was over Fourth of July weekend... Uh, of course, everybody's visiting and at somebody else's house. And so uh, there was a, a youngster, I'd say he's probably 10 years old, very excited about airsoft, likes guns, showing me his airsoft gun, walking around with it uh, with absolutely no trigger discipline, uh, muzzle awareness. And it was very disturbing to me because we are so uh, compulsive about that about ourselves, that. Yeah. you and I, you know, trying to teach him some principles. Hey, let's let's not bring him out of the house because not everybody knows what we're dealing with here, and, and and we appreciate him, but maybe not everybody else does. I'm, I'm hoping maybe he learned something from it. Looking at a magazine he had was or a catalog with some guns in it, and then he brings a, a BB out, BB gun. I'm sorry, not airsoft gun, but BB gun, and and of course it had a BB in the chamber with the magazine filled, the non-removable magazine. So I was trying to teach him some principles of, you know, it's better to keep them apart when you're not using them so that you don't accidentally have one in the chamber because who knows what could happen. Then his dad is, is around. So I made a comment because he was about to go outside with his little airsoft pistol and the, the dad recognizes the concern, you know, not having an airsoft gun, a child in a very public place. Cause there's lots of people around, even though it's a private home. And, and he said, Oh, it, it's broken. It's safe. It's broken. 
Yeah, and he's right. If it's broken, it's not going to shoot. Um, it still, gotta... still made me uncomfortable, though. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? Same thing. Um, you know, even even um, Harris Field, I think they, they said their limit is you got to be at least 12 years old to play here. Yeah. And there you go. they, they make old. mention of the fact on their website that although Airsoft is safer than real steel, please do not let that relative... Uh, additional safety color your thinking about yeah. the fact that you're handling uh, something that shoots a projectile because you know one day you're going to grow up to real steel or maybe you do real steel you don't want bad habits to carry over so let's let's treat them all the same guys and with that we'll finish another show of airsoft medicine with range master larry and dr airsoft telling you to play safely Spartan Imports Incorporated is one of North America's largest distributors of premium quality airsoft products for military training and recreational purposes. Our major product lines have full warranties, and we offer comprehensive in-house, dealer, and consumer technical support. Among the many brands and items we carry, Spartan Imports is the exclusive distributor of Magpul licensed PTS airsoft products, Classic Army and Javelin brands of airsoft guns, and Amp Tactical and Mag brands of high-quality airsoft and recreational shooting optics and accessories.